Hey, hey, sisters, welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Today, we are picking up where we left off yesterday in episode 145 with Emily McDermott. She is answering the question, what does science say about all of this clutter and what it's doing to our brains and how it makes us feel? Not just that, though, she's leaving us with some practical tips and steps on how to go about getting started decluttering. Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Yeah, and I will send you a link to a blog post I wrote that actually has links to the specific scientific studies, because I know some people like myself like to kind of geek out on it. The other thing is, if you have a husband like mine, that's very like facts oriented, if I'm able to say like, look, this is actually stressing me out. Here's some scientific proof to kind of back it up. It's a little easier to have those conversations when maybe you don't have a spouse that's on board. (laughs) with all of it. So keep that in mind. Um, so I like to say that clutter is not neutral. It is stealing your time. It's stealing your health. It's stealing your peace and it's stealing your focus. So I'm briefly going to go into those when it comes to our time, you know, everything that we own takes time to maintain, to find the amount of time that we waste finding lost items is like, I can't remember. I feel it's like six months of your lifetime or something when I saw one of the studies. Um, And so, and another kind of, I think, funny study said that um, an uncluttered home results in 40% less housework. Here, here, anyone who wants less housework to do, and it makes sense, right? Because you're not having to move everything to clean it or shuffle things around. So Number one, our time, which is so precious to us, especially as busy moms. So that would be first. Our second 
would be our physical health. And so this goes to the stress response that we have. Now, I recently found out about a concept of a highly sensitive person, HSP. There's actually like a quiz you can take. I took the quiz with the uh, suggestion of my therapist and I found out, oh yes, I am a highly sensitive person. I'm sensitive to clutter. I'm sensitive to noise. I'm sensitive to caffeine. Anything in my environment is something that causes the alarm bells to go off in my brain. And so that is why I look at clutter from this, you know, simplicity is my sanity, you know, decluttering is, I don't know what a D word would be, but it would be just like not being so overwhelmed and so anxious. And there was a study done where women who were in this kind of cluttered home, uh, they gave the researchers a tour of their home. And if they were describing it as cluttered or messy or undone or disorganized, their cortisol levels actually rose significantly, which is a stress hormone. Interestingly enough, their husbands did not have the same stress response. And also it was impacting their ability to transition from work to home and also had an impact on their relationships. So that was a pretty cool study other uh, two really quick are someone in a cluttered kitchen is more likely to eat cookies when given the choice between cookies, crackers, and carrots, which I always have to say slower because I'm going to trip over my words. But you know, you're in a messy kitchen. Are you going to go for like the salad? No, you're going to go for the comfort food, right? Because your brain is seeing it as visual stimulus overwhelm. And that's why we're making these unhealthy choices. And also it impacts our sleep. So if you're sleeping in a cluttered bedroom, this actually lowers your sleep quality. So that is our time and our physical health and emotional health. Again, that goes back to that stress response and our you know sensitivity to our environment um, and our focus as well. They kind of go together. When we look around at clutter, our brain says, these are tasks that are undone. And most of the time as moms, they're tasks that we are quote unquote, supposed to be taken care of. And so we keep looking at, oh, I'm supposed to fold that laundry. Oh, I'm supposed to do those dishes. Oh, I have to fill out that form to return to my kid's school. It's just constant barrage on our senses. And that means we have less capacity to focus on what actually matters. So yeah, clutter is not neutral. It is actually causing you to be anxious, to not be able to focus and to steal your peace. That's why I'm so passionate about it because it really does matter. Wow. Yeah. I just did a mic drop here. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> clump. No, that is so, so good. I'm just over here like, yep, yep, yep. I see it. Yeah, totally makes sense. But I think so often we can go around operating off of this belief, this false belief, right? Th that it is neutral. It's just stuff like I'll get to that at some point. But I think one of the things that resonated with me the most is when you said our brain, when it sees clutter, it sees these things as undone. And I feel that I had, I saw somebody asked a question in a Facebook group recently. And that was my kind of answer of where I felt like I wasn't like the one area I felt like I wasn't really doing well or keeping up in my home, like that my biggest struggle in, you know, being a mom and managing business and all the things like 
the clutter in these few rooms or these few areas were just such a nag for me because it was, it was undone. It was just, it was always messy. I always had to clean it. There's this stack of boxes of papers that I probably should have just shredded or recycled right off the bat, but I've been collecting for five years and I'll file them one day and, and not getting to it. And so thankfully I've started the process of going through that box so I can get it done. But I feel all of these things, you know, when it comes to looking around at the clutter, I would say it's it's one of the few areas anymore that I really feel that um, that lack of peace and the overwhelm and anxiousness. And I actually sat down, um, what was it, a week or two ago to do our taxes for the year. And I couldn't, I had to, I felt so much anxious, ancient anxiousness and overwhelm that I had to clean the desk in the office first. <laughs> and my husband, he took the boys downstairs to play and came back up and he's like, whoa, this looks totally different. And I'm like, I know I sat down to do the taxes and I'm like, I was so overwhelmed about the taxes this year that the clutter and the, and the mess on the desk just added on top of that. And I was like, we're never going to get anywhere unless I clean this up. And so I really see that in the emotional health aspect, but, but I hear you in the physical and the time too. I'm like, yeah, 40% less housework. Who's going to say no to that? I'm not. So let's, let's go see what I can get rid of. (laughs) I know, right? Grab the trash bags. And I actually have a friend, she calls it rage decluttering, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but that's when you have the rage, you're like, I'm going to get rid of it all. It's all going, it's all going now. So you don't have to go, you know, don't go gangbusters, but when you recognize that it's coming from this like health place, I mean, if, if our health is being impacted because of the food that we were eating or our children had an allergy and we had to change what we ate, we would be chucking that food out the door. No questions asked. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we think about our stuff causing the same kind of impact to our health and we're like, well, but I might maybe use this someday, then we're not doing ourselves any a service to do that. It's more like, okay, connect it to your health and also what God has called us to. That's one of the great things about our faith is that we have the scripture that we're always going back to. What has God called us to? God has not called us to have our home feel like a prison of stuff. He's called us to have our home be this peaceful haven where we are raising up our, you know, kingdom leaders and our children and and all of that. And and you cannot be the person that God has called you to be if clutter is literally blocking your path. So that's why I get up on my soapbox about it because it's like, it matters. It matters. <laughs> right. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I, um, now I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I feel like I've made really good steps towards decluttering and getting rid of not just things, but these physical, mental, like emotional time restrictions that it creates in my life. Could you give us quickly like a couple of tips for somebody who's like, I don't even know where to get started. Like most of the rooms, my closet, my kitchen, my office, like all these things that you're saying, there's just so much stuff. Like how do I even begin a process like this? Because I know my mind goes straight to Marie Kondo where we have to take everything out and put it on the counter. And then that is like an overwhelming thing on top of it. Um, Where can we get started? Yeah, well- Considering my 
podcast is Moms Overcoming Overwhelm. I'm used to that, right? I'm so overwhelmed. Where do I start? And my recommendation is always to start in the most unemotional, unsentimental place you can possibly go, which actually isn't in your house at all. I recommend starting with your car. And I know it's like, what, your car? Well, it's a contained small area. It's rarely has anything sentimental in it. It's usually trash or, you know, papers or whatever the case may be. For me, it's remnants of trail mix because my son can't go the six minute drive to preschool without his trail mix. (laughs) So there's peanuts and raisins and everything. Um, But it's a great place to start because it goes relatively quickly and you're not making these agonizing decisions. So that followed by the bathroom for the same reason, expired medication, moldy makeup, you know, stuff. You're like, what is this? I don't even remember why we have this. You're able to easily let go and it's in a small contained space. So those are the areas I would recommend. And just one quick tip about sort of the process. Let's just look at your medicine cabinet, for example. It's a smaller area that you can kind of take stuff out. And then that is your container. So I talk about the container concept or the container rule that you have a set space. Okay, our medications and whatever are going in this space. And so you start with the things that you use, the things that you need, the things that you love. Then you get to kind of the maybes. Well, you know, maybe I'll use this, but only if there's space for it. You have to stick with the container And that's what you designate. And anything that doesn't fit is not something that you're keeping. So it really allows you to zone in and focus in one specific small space that you have decided, you know, this is the space that I'm allotting for it. So that would be my recommendation. Wow. Good stuff. Thank you for that. I know my car, same thing. I'm like, we're literally going two minutes up the road. Mom, can I have a snack? <laughs> I'm like, what? There's some, there's got to be some kind of, you know, just trigger that happens inside of a kid, like, like the Pavlov's dogs things. Like, I get in the totally. car and I need a stack. Like, that's, it's just habitual. <laughs> I'm trying to break that habit, but it's not gone successful thus far. Uh, same with me. Same with me. <laughs> and I love this, the container concept. Um, This has been kind of what you had said, a reoccurring theme for me too, because I've heard it referenced about money, you know, and I referenced it about time with a client recently, but you're talking about this container concept, start with things that you use, you need, and you love. And then the maybes only stick around if it fits in that container. That is super powerful. I actually have these organizing containers. I'm obsessed with them. Like Whenever they have them at Costco, I'm like, yes, we have to buy them because it's like a two or four pack for the cost of like one container at, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond or something. But um, I have them in my, a lot of them in my fridge or like the cupboards. And I'm like, okay, this is a great concept where we can only have as many salad dressings as will fit in this container. If we can't have the ones that fit in this container, the rest got to go. And I just thought of that, you know, as you were sharing here. So Wow, Emily, I cannot thank you enough. I feel empowered. I feel like I have science and biblical perspective behind why I need to go get rid of this junk in my house, holding me down, holding me back. Uh, And I feel like I have steps to know where to go and, and how to approach it. So 
if people want more of information like this, how to overcome overwhelm and declutter, not just their homes, but their head and their hearts, I know they can find you on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. Where else can people find you to connect and learn more or maybe find that blog post? Definitely. So my blog, which I'm doing now on a monthly basis because I have the podcast is uh, simplebyemmy.com. And the other place is in my Facebook group where we do every other week, we do a five day decluttering challenge that is 15 minutes a day. And I also give away some prizes like um, gift cards for Starbucks or free coaching or whatever the case may be. So that is called decluttering tips and support for overwhelmed bombs, which you can link to. And yeah, I do offer decluttering coaching if you need sort of more of that one-on-one, but I do uh, love the decluttering challenges because I participate too. You would think after eight plus years, I wouldn't have anything else to declutter, but decluttering is a constant process as we change and our kids change, right? So I always like participating because I'm able to stay accountable to the other ladies in the group and it's just been really a blessing. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And as usual, I will drop all of those links in the show notes so you guys can just scroll down and easily click each one of those to go find Emily and connect with her in those spaces. I just wanted to say about your challenge and how you're like, I I still participate because eight years, you know, I still find stuff. What I've been noticing lately is as I clean or organize more areas of my home, areas that I once thought was clean and organized, you know, it's like I've learned so much and grown throughout the process that now I see these other areas that I've already done, but I could do better, you know? And so it's like, it's like college courses, you know, you've got the 101, the 201, it's a constant process. And then you'll find, I just found two cars the other day and I'm like, I do not know where these came from. I've never seen them. The weirdest part is my mom's not here. And she's the one who's always like getting stuff from the thrift store and like bringing it to my son. And I'm like, stop with the toys, you know, and just stuff just shows up. And so it is, it's a never ending process. So I hear you there. Any final tips of encouragement you would love to leave with our listeners today, Emily? I think the only thing would be that you are worth more than you have ever paid for anything you own. So when you think about what is my worth as a child of God, that is far more than the thing that you feel like you can't get rid of that is holding you back. So with that perspective, hopefully you are empowered and encouraged to move forward and be on that path that God wants for you that's unobstructed by all this clutter. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emily. And God bless each and every one of you listeners today. Thank you. There you have it, sisters. Emily dropping some gold for us to not just understand the science behind the clutter in our space, but also steps on how to get started. I hope you're taking notes and I hope to see you Monday as we continue on with this spring cleaning and decluttering series here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Don't forget to leave a review, share with a friend, or show up in the community to ask any questions you want answered right here in this space.